Hey friend, and welcome to the Intentional Productivity Podcast. This is for you working moms that want your day to intentionally reflect your priorities. I'm Joelle Cease, I know, it looks like Seuss, and I'm passionate about intentional priority time management. I want you to feel like your day is filled with what's most important to you. I'm so glad you're here with me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, hello, hello my friend. Today's episode is going to be personal, but I'm sharing this story and sharing this topic with you because since I've been talking to so many of you on Instagram and my friends in real life, I know I'm not the only one, the only one that has felt like a failure at motherhood, that motherhood isn't what we expected it to be or really not being the kind of mom that we thought we would be when we had kids. And being honest, I have felt like a, a like a failure the majority of motherhood. The time the four years that I've been a mom, I have majority of the time felt like a complete failure. And it, dra- it dragged me down in so many other areas of my life. In my relationships with my kids, obviously, my self-esteem, my marriage and my confidence, and within my business. In the majority of my time as a mother, I've felt like like a failure, like I've been doing it wrong. And this isn't fishing for compliments like, oh, Joelle, I see you on Instagram, and you're a great mom, and, and all of this, because it doesn't, it doesn't matter what outwardly things look like when internally you really feel like a crappy mom. Am I right? Have you ever felt like a crappy mom? If you're listening to this podcast episode, I'm guessing at some point you felt the same way too, my friend. And if you, and if any mom has never felt this way, I don't think she's being truly honest because motherhood is hard. Motherhood is humbling. And motherhood comes into our lives to really change how we have done things, how we are doing things. And when we're in a groove with something, a curveball happens. Am I right? And so I know for me, I carried this, I'm a failure as a mom with me for a long time, but I've turned a stone. And this has this has completely changed my life. I don't feel this way anymore. I have moments, obviously, but it's not like a cloud that's over me all of the time. And I hope just sharing my story, my feelings, and what I've experienced and how I've really worked through a lot of this helps helps you out. Um, a little bit of my, my story and my journey in motherhood is I'm a mom of two boys. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And when I was 20 weeks pregnant, and I do have a like incompetent cervix and postpartum depression and anxiety podcast episode. So if you do want to know more about that story in depth, I'll link it down below, but I'll give you a short roundabout right now. When I was like 20 weeks pregnant with my son, my first, I was diagnosed with short cervix and my doctor didn't approach it in a way where it was really something I needed to be worried about. She wanted to follow up, and a week later at 21 weeks, I went to an appointment. I was just excited to, so naive, so naive. I was just excited to see my baby on the ultrasound again, and that appointment went from really good and exciting to a nightmare very quickly. I 
was driving then like sent down to a different hospital to have an emergency surgery where they were talking to me about my cervix dilating and seeing the water bag and this procedure is very risky because it could break my water bag and I would be birthing a 21 week old baby or this could save my baby's life. Like it was so traumatizing, not at all the pregnancy that I imagined for myself. And I remember just sitting in that hospital bed and thinking nothing else matters than keeping this baby in my belly to grow. And I feel like I'm failing at that. I feel like I'm failing at this already. Like my baby is perfectly healthy, but my body is failing my baby. My body can't just hold the baby in. Like what's going on? And I real I feel like that trauma really sparked a lot of other things um, to work through. And when I didn't work through those things, I carried it with me for four years. Other things is is like when I had my firstborn, the pro like the struggle didn't just go away. Um, we had him and he went to the NICU immediately after he was born. So I didn't have like the typical baby gets put on your chest. Like he was having troubles with breathing and sounded funny. So they took him to the NICU and then we had two weeks of bliss and then silent reflux started. And I was so determined to figure out a natural way of doing things with chiropractic work, reading every book, homeopathic stuff, like buying thousands of dollars worth of things that promised to help my baby stop crying. Well, it's very stressful as a new mom when your baby is crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And um, like then <laughs> my firstborn got older, I really noticed intensity in his feelings and emotions and just not anything super crazy, but just more intense. So then we started working with occupational therapy and I felt like I was the one who had to solve all the problems for my children. And then I got pregnant with my second. I also put a lot of pressure on myself for various things with my second. But as I've had my second, I realized a lot of the pressures I was putting on myself as a first time mom were just crazy. But here's the thing, over time, I just kept defining this story of I am not a good mom. Like my kid, these are the thoughts that would spin around my head and the story I was telling myself is that I I can't handle this. I can't handle this. This is too hard. I need somebody else to handle this. I need somebody else to take care of this. I need somebody, somebody else to help me with my kids. I need... I need something else. I need to step out of this role. I like I I have had those thoughts where I like I remember mostly with my first and my husband and I were driving in the car and I saw an airplane flying over and I thought, what if I just got on that plane by myself? And then I had those thoughts. I had those thoughts. And um that all just spun into like even more detrimental stories. I was telling myself of like, oh, Joelle, what mother thinks that? No good mom thinks things like that, right? As moms, we're supposed to be selfless. As moms, we're supposed to say, my kids are the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't imagine life without my kids. 
And at that time, I was like, I remember what life was like without kids. And it was a lot easier. It was a lot easier. Life without kids was a lot easier for me, at least. That's that's the stories I was telling myself. But here's the things about stories. And I hope that me blabbing all of that just brings you to my first tip of like, what are the stories right now that you are telling yourself? You know, are you telling yourself like, I cannot homeschool these kids. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I barely passed myself. I can't homeschool these kids. What are some of the stories that you are telling yourself? And a lot of these stories can be on autopilot. A lot of these, and you can call them stories. What are the snarky things you are saying to yourself? What is your inner mean girl saying to you right now? And here's the thing is our mind tells us these snarky things, these stories, whatever, limiting beliefs, whatever it is you want to call them. And then it starts looking for proof. It starts looking for proof of all the all of the things you're telling yourself and all of the things that are true, right? Like, for example, for me, one of the things I struggled with the most was like dealing with tantrums and big emotions. And I thought for sure I was the one that I was the one that had to teach my kids to control these things. And if my kids could control their emotions, they wouldn't have these outbursts. And any of you who are listening right now with with children are like, Joel, come on. But these are the stories that were living in my head. And talking about them out loud seems ridiculous. But when the only thing, like when you're just letting them stir in your mind, they are that crazy, but they seem validated because you'll look for things to make them true. For example, when my kids would really lose it with their tantrums, I would, my, my senses would also heightened. I would get impatient. I would get temperamental. I would be like, can you just stop, stop? And I would yell. And sometimes that still happens. I'm not going to be perfect Polly over here, but I would look at all of the things that made it true that I lost my temper and I lost my patience and I can't handle this this phase of parenting like i would look for all the proof of it being true once i recognized that this story of me feeling like a terrible mom was literally crippling me in so many different ways i first off started working with a therapist you guys have heard ashley on the podcast ash mcdonald she's my mentor in business in life and she's also a um, licensed therapist so she is my therapist she's helping me work through these and we rewrote a uh, motherhood affirmation of I am made for this role as a mom and I am the perfect mother for my boys and I am equipped for everything that this motherhood journey brings me and once I rewrote that story and wrote out that affirmation, it doesn't just stop there. And this is where I think so many times with coaches and, and affirmations, things don't change because you don't look for the proof. And that's that's the next step is you've got to look for the proof. So I started looking for proof of me being equipped for my journey in motherhood, that I have everything that I need to handle anything that comes comes at me as a mom. And I am made for this role as a mom. And I started looking for proof of that to be true. And as soon, like soon after I like established this affirmation and started looking for proof, 
there was a situation where my one of my boys, and I don't mean to like call out my kids, but my one of my kids had a situation where he had a big emotion. The thing with with my son is he's very empathetic. So once he comes out of these big emotions, he really does feel sorry and embarrassed. And I was able, you know, instead of freaking out and being like, oh my gosh, why did you lose your temper? Why did you lose your ish? And now you feel bad about it. And now you don't feel good and all this stuff. Instead of this like a roundabout shame of emotion, I realized like I myself have big emotions and I am equipped to be there with my son through every ugly emotion because I understand. I understand what it's like to have big emotions and I'm with him through it. It's not always pretty. It's not always like meditative kumbaya to get through these ugly emotions, but no matter what, we'll get through them and we won't be shamed and we won't like we don't have to hide them or suffocate them. We can be with them. And I know that I was equipped with big emotions myself, so I could be there for big emotions. Like I am I'm made with big emotions to help handle big emotions, right? And so I started looking for proof. And that's kind of like a deep uh, mindset one. But a lot of things I was even telling myself about like feeling like a failure as a mom was like just silly things of like not taking the time to sit down and play with my kids, right? Like I was feeling like a failure as a mom that I wasn't being present enough. And then when I had my motherhood affirmation and I started looking for proof, I was like, you know, there are a lot of times where I grab the tennis ball and tennis racket and I'm playing with the kids or I'm sitting down while they're playing with their little construction toys and I'm like, oh, like, good job, excavator. Can you scoop it into the dump truck? And I wasn't giving myself for the credit for what I was doing and how I was showing up in motherhood. I was just focused on all the ways I wasn't. And if you're listening to this, I'm really guessing that you have been paying attention to all of the ways that proves your failure as a mom, that you're not doing a good job, that she's doing it better. When really, if you start changing the story, you know, maybe you want to go back and snag that affirmation that I created and you want to start looking for proof. And uh, my mentor gifted me the journal, the five minute journal. I'll show it to you guys on Instagram. It's actually under my, in one of my Instagram highlights. It's the five minute journal. And on that, in that journal, at the end of the day, it just has a section to reflect, like three things to reflect on that went great. I think in the journal it says three things that went great today. But my my mentor told me, Ashley told me, don't think of like three things that went great. Think of three things that prove your affirmation. So in the morning, I write out that I am made for my role as a mother. I write out that affirmation. And then at the end of the day, I open up that journal and I look at, okay, what what was proof of me, me being made for my role as a mother and showing up in the way that I do want to be as a mom, you know? And putting pen to paper and every day picking three things that proves my affirmation that's positive instead of the snarky story 
it has been life-changing for me. It has been absolutely life-changing for me. So if you're feeling like a failure as a mom, I would encourage you, slow down this week. Pay attention to that snarky voice in your head. Maybe you already know. Maybe you don't know the story that you are telling yourself. And then rewrite it. Rewrite it with something really powerful. Then look for proof. Look for proof that you are showing up in the ways that you do want to be as a mom. I bet there's already a million ways that you are showing up in the way that you want to be, but our brain is just picking apart. Part of that is like social media. Part of that is how we grew up and how we're reflecting how we are as moms to what we've learned and what we've been told and what we've seen. But write the new story and make sure that you are looking for proof, looking for proof of it being right. I know that so many of us are sitting in this isolation of like, I am the world's worst mom. I am so impatient. I shouldn't yell at my kids. If I was a good mom, I wouldn't blah, 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 whatever else it is. But all of us have carried around this feeling in motherhood at some point. And if you carry it around too long, like me, you'll see that it affects all other areas of your life. Because our kids, our family, they're VIPs. They're our very most important people. And we want to be our best for them. And if we're feeling like a like crap as a wife or a mom, it's going to reflect in all the other areas. The, the first thing to do is just pay attention to those negative things going on. Rewrite it. Have a positive affirmation. And then make sure it doesn't have to be the five-minute journal. It could be a post-it you write in the morning. So have post-it next to your toothbrush in the morning. And write that affirmation. I am made for this role as their mom and write that out. And then at the end of the day, when you're brushing your teeth, grab that pen and think of three things, three things that proved it right. Okay, my friend, real quick before you go, if you like today's show, please subscribe, share this with your friend and leave me a review. To leave a review, it is so simple. I didn't know how to do this either. So if you don't know how, I'm about to tell you, it is super simple. All you have to do is the app that you are listening to this podcast in. Find my show, scroll down, you'll then see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a review and rating. I would love you so, so much for taking the time to do this, and each week, I will be sharing a review of the week because I wanna shout you guys out and thank you for listening. And in all honesty, the reviews is what helps the podcast get into the hands of other working moms so they can listen in, feel less frazzled, and be intentionally productive. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.